Hello and welcome back to the show. Wishing you a Merry Christmas and a happy, joyful, and now more than ever, healthy New Year. Without a doubt, 2020 is a year that we all want to forget. A year of unexpected world hardships, people getting sick, losing their loved ones, losing their means of living, getting into depression, being locked down. We've seen things happen that we never thought were possible. My message to you is to keep strong, keep fighting. There has to be rain before you see the rainbow, and while they can knock you down, they can never knock you out. These moments of hardship are meant to solidify your character and try to treat them as such. You have a lot more to accomplish, and you are not here by mistake. There are people out there that care for you, that wish you well, so you have to keep pushing to see that sunlight one more time. In the last podcast, we talked about Benzema and compared him to Thierry Henry. By coincidence or not, he won the Alfredo Di Stefano Award, an award offered by reputable Spanish newspaper Marca, an award that was shared by Messi and Ronaldo since 2009. And now in 2020, Benzema is one to disrupt the Messi and Ronaldo era. <laughs> what a fantastic achievement. If someone would have told you that Benzema would leave a footprint in the Messi-Ronaldo battle, nobody would have believed you. This just goes to show that Benzema is still at the top of the game, had a great season so far, and his contributions brought in a lot of vital points for Madrid. In Serie A, AC Milan finished their year of uh, finished a, a fantastic year, to be honest with you. They finished on the first spot of the table. Interesting enough, back in 2007 with Zlatan in the team, they finished the year on a top position as well, but Juve ended up being the winners that time around. The question is, can Juve turn it around? Would Pirlo staying in charge? My answer to that question would be no. They finished their campaign this year with an embarrassing defeat at Fiorentina where Pirlo got outclassed by the veteran by the veteran Cesare Prandelli. Uh, Quadrado being sent off early in the game did not make things easier for Juve, but it was terrible defending all throughout the game. And Dybala was still left on the bench at 2-0, 3-0. He was still left on the bench. Questionable tactical decisions continue for Juventus, and I have warned you against their form. Um, you know, Serie A finds AC Milan on top with 34 points. Then enter Roma, Sassuolo surprisingly on fourth with 26 points, Napoli and Juve on sixth with 24 points, 10 points behind the leaders. Cristiano Ronaldo leads the top scorer category, but sure enough, it wasn't enough for Juve to top the table. Messi, on the other hand, uh, broke Pele's record of 643 goals for Santos. Now Messi tallies up 644. What an amazing feat, something that is not going to be repeated anytime soon. Of course, Santos has to be uh, bitter about it and put out a statement saying that Pele had over 1,000 goals and that Messi's nowhere near. That is just Santos hating on an Argentinian uh, player, in my opinion. You know, the Brazilian-Argentinian. Rivalry is still uh, very much alive uh, today in football, and this is just another example of it, in my humble opinion. <laughs> there is always controversy surrounding Pele's career goals. I mean, he hasn't played for decades, but his goal tally seems to go up every single year. They they seem to be multiplying. <laughs> uh, I say give the Caesar what belongs to the Caesar. Melly, Messi fully and truly deserves this this record under his belt and more recently he had an inter interview with a Catalan reporter and oh my god did he did he shock me he had said that this uh, 
this year has been a very interesting uh, year for him and uh, he is interested in moving to another league and that's not the shocking part we we knew that in the Messi saga but what is shocking is that he said he is interested in joining the MLS which is truly shocking to me I mean I I saw him playing in Manchester City with Guardiola then ideally I saw Ronaldo going back to Manchester United and seeing them play the Manchester Derby that would be in my opinion the greatest thing ever like the Premier League would absolutely explode but um yeah I mean if Messi wants to join the MLS it would make a lot of financial uh, sense for him because for the merchandise he sells here he he's very popular he sells a boatload of t-shirts his merchandise is flying off the shelves but it would not be competitive at all I mean look uh, at, at when uh, Schweinsteiger came into Chicago Fire it was just like the father playing with the kids to be honest with you uh, no they did not win uh, when Zlatan came in to Galaxy no he did not win but still it, it's, it's just like he was scoring from like <laughs> ridiculous distances I mean it is just ridiculous. Can you can you imagine what Messi would do in the MLS? It would be not competitive at all. And there have been reports that David Beckham's club, Inter Miami, will look to sign Messi and then Suarez when uh, his contract expires in 2022 with Atletico Madrid. I hope these rumors will stay rumors and we will see Messi play in the top league and not go to the MLS Messi in his interview has uh, also said that he has no regrets about that Brewer fax that uh, he sent and that the president was lying to him for years about particular things surrounding the club and it will be very hard for Barcelona to reach the levels that they once had and uh, in regards to the president lying to the to the player same thing happened to Ronaldo if you remember so obviously the, these presidents don't know how to manage uh, the two best players in, in the world and of all time by far in, in my opinion and it's such a shame it's such a shame if uh, Messi would leave Barcelona just the same thing with, with Ronaldo such a shame that he was allowed to leave uh, Madrid and he was not kept happy same thing for Messi I mean it's 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 truly it's truly sad and disheartening and, and these presidents should be taken uh um, responsible they should be taken responsible and they should be considered the worst presidents ever um, one is Florentino Perez for letting Ronaldo go and if Messi Messi decides to leave then um, yeah, yeah it's it's unacceptable but Messi also said that he did not want to sue Barcelona for that uh, super high release cost that he had because he did not want to leave Barcelona like that and hinted that he would love to come back in a more official position. I don't know what that means in particular. Maybe as a, as a, I don't know, manager one day. Maybe as a club president one day. Who knows? Who knows? But it, it's Messi has a lot of work to do. And um, he'll leave as a free transfer. That's another blow for Barcelona. It would have been better. You know, a lot of people didn't realize that Messi was in a win-win situation last year in a messy saga with with the transfers and him wanting to leave because now if he wants to leave he'll leave and he'll leave for free instead of him leaving the the exactly when he wanted to leave for some type of money now barcelona is gonna get zero cents for him it is what it is in france last year tunchel gave psg a champions league final and this year 
PSG gave him the sack. Only one point behind the leaders, Lyon, PSG decided to sack Tunchel and bring in the former Spurs manager, Maurizio Pochettino. And oh, by the way, Sunderland just sacked their manager. It's a major step down for Tunchel, but why not take a challenge, I say? Yeah, apparently PSG fans and uh, some PSG fans, I might say, and uh, and the leadership of PSG said that Tunchel is not is not the man for the job. I uh, yeah, of course, uh, there there has been some performances that, you know, there were poor from PSG this season. But let's let's be honest. I mean, he was the, the guy that brought him to the promised land. And I think given the chance, it would have been, you know, it would have been something. I don't think it's it's the right move for for PSG. They doing the same thing that Juventus was doing with a very successful manager in Massimiliano Allegri that they fired. He the guy won uh, Serie A every single year. But apparently it wasn't good enough, and then they uh, decided to sack him, and now look uh, where they're at today, uh, because they wanted to win uh, the Champions League just like that overnight. Like the Champions League, uh, it's it's a trophy that you can win uh, one to three, and here we go. You know, it's it's sad that some some management um, thinks the way they they do, and they think by just switching the manager around, uh, they'll get three times the result. Which, it almost never happens. In England, Manchester United won against Everton in a controversial game where Cavani should have been eliminated after choking an opponent. And a few minutes later went on and scored a goal. So, this happened because there was no VAR on this particular game. But Cavani should have definitely been eliminated. No questions about it. The internet has been asking. A lot of people were upset. And yes, uh, my opinion is that if there was VAR... He would have been eliminated 100%. United also plays the, uh, played against Leicester, where Rashford literally had it in his boot to get United all three points, but his finishing was not there one more time. And uh, we think about what Mourinho said, that Rashford, Rashford is not a number nine. He is a winger. And honestly, I would have to agree with him. I, I thought that his, his finishing would improve throughout the years, and that would have made him a very dangerous forward, but that is not the case. The most effective way of playing Rashford is as a wing, but a wing that always cuts inside because he is not known to be a great crosser, which can be a liability when the opponent knows that 9 times out of 10, you will cut inside to create a chance. Villa won against uh, Palace with playing with 10 men and scoring two more goals after having a player eliminated. So Crystal Palace will have to be very disappointed with that one. And they should be some, making some changes around that uh, because performances like this can lead you to a relegation spot sooner rather than later. They're comfortable right now. Um, they have the quality, but the consistency is not there. Meanwhile, Arsenal finally won a game. And yes, it was against Chelsea. They won 3-1 to on Boxing Day. And Frank Lampard was furious with his team not being efficient enough. And on the other side, Arteta was not forced to come out with some weird stats again. Uh, he had a team that was good in defense with the exception of a poor tackle that led to a penalty. Uh, they adopted a 5-3-2 defensive system that seemed to be working for them and, and won the game. And that's that's all that matters. West Ham versus Brighton was an interesting game to watch. It ended in a draw after West Ham made a late comeback with Suchek scoring the equalizer. Liverpool dropped points against WBA and this is the Sam Allardyce effect. After, leaving, after losing 3-0 in the first game as a manager, 
He came in with a very defensive formula against Liverpool. That's the only way you can play if you're West Bromwich. Um, they conceded one goal, but they focused on set pieces and won an aerial duel that led to a goal. And this was the only way that West Bromwich could score against Liverpool. And it worked. Brilliant tactics tactics by Sam Allardyce, I have to say. And uh, WBA rack up an important point at Liverpool and continued their battle, battle against the relegation. Jose Mourinho's Spurs drew against Wolves, and that makes it five, four, not five, four games since they won in the Premier League. After scoring early, Tottenham were not able to kill the game off and found themselves equalized later in the game. They are still lacking the ability to see the game off, and uh, it is something that Mourinho would like to take a, a good look at. And uh, another team that has been in poor form recently is Chelsea winning only one in the last five, drew against Villa. And it's not the quality of the team, it's just putting all the pieces together. In Chelsea's um, case, uh, they have invested massively over the summer, and the quality of players that they brought in is brilliant. Um, what really worries me uh, is Werner coming out and saying that the Premier League is much more difficult than the, the Bundesliga and uh, needs time to adjust. Well, I mean, in, in, in all honesty, I have... Uh, never <laughs> met anybody that would have said that, yeah, sure, the Premier League is a walk in the park. I mean, what would you expect? It's time to grind, and it's time to show everybody that you are worth your transfer fee. Cristiano Ronaldo won the Player of the Century Award in front of Messi and Ronaldinho. The festivities were held in Dubai, where Hansi Flick got the Coach of the Year Award. Lewandowski won the Player of the Year. Pique and Casillas received a career award and Pep Guardiola received the Coach of the Century Award. Ronaldo one more time talking about talent not being enough. And I'm not sure that people really understand what he's saying. I don't like this word talent because it implies that you have nothing else to do, that you are already 100% ready to go, ready for battle, which is not true. Remember that before you can run... You have to learn how to walk, correct? And as far as talent goes, uh, yes, we we all have, and I, I, you know, and I do mean it. All of us have different attributes that we can exploit and get better. Messi did not have the height, but that did not stop him. Ronaldo was a skinny, frail player, but that did not stop him. It's finding out what are your strongest points, building on them. And then build on your other skills and characteristics that that would make yourself a more complete player. And that comes with thousands of hours and play and practice. You know Ronaldinho as being named the most talented player in history. But you also know that he had a poor work ethic. I believe he's, his career was cut short due to that factor alone. But what you don't know is that. Ronaldinho had had hours, hours, thousands of hours of practice, thousands of hours of practice in Brazil as a child where he developed his dribbling skills, where he developed his game. It did not come to him overnight. It was the result of hours on top of hours of practice. Remember him playing in PSG, the speed, the agility, the the, the creative uh, side of him, dribbling, uh, uh, free kicks, you name it, he was doing it all. And um, 
as as an advice for a young player it doesn't get any better than that talent is not enough you have to put a lot of work in if you want to be the best in terms of transfers Luka Modric signed his contract with Real Madrid he signed an extension until June 2022 this means that at least for me they will not look to sign Pogba um, Diego Costa is ready to leave and did not train with Atletico Madrid uh, just a few hours ago uh, Atleti confirmed that they decided to uh, cancel his contract and maybe it has something to do with Suarez coming to the club and him uh, and Diego Costa not starting anymore there are rumors of China, Brazil, Turkey but I um, do hope that Costa will go to a top team in Europe I mean why not Arsenal right? <laughs> And talking about Arsenal, Ozil is looking to renegotiate with Arsenal and reportedly want to tra- wants a transfer out. But there's also a rumor that he will be loaned to Juventus. I think Juventus could use him. It wouldn't be such a bad move. Uh, Madrid hasn't renewed Sergio Ramos's contract just yet, which is pretty worrying for all Madridistas out there. Um, it, it, there's a, an apparent standoff with uh, with. Ramos and the club. I don't know if it's about the money. I don't know if it's uh, you know, they're they're keeping it very low key, but there's something brewing. And you know, um, Sergio Ramos. I mean, one of the best defenders of of all time. Uh, more recently, focused on his offensive game. Since um, Ronaldo's not there in Madrid anymore, he's taking the penalties. Um, of course, he likes to come forward all the time, score goals with a with a um, you know, with the head and whatnot. So, I mean, <laughs> if he doesn't renew his contract with Madrid, I think that would be a terrible loss. And staying in Madrid, there's another player that has been uh, wanting to leave. It has been reported that he wants to leave. Isco apparently looking to leave for Sevilla. But um, Zidane, surprisingly, um, had said, and this is, you know, reported, not officially, but uh, his opinion is that Isco should stay in Madrid. I, I think so, too. I think he has, you know, the quality. I, I think that, you know, um, he, you know, with a little bit, <laughs> a little bit of more work, I, I think he, and determination, I think that's what he, he needs, determination, because the, the skill is there. He just needs somebody to just be on his case and uh, motivate him and start putting in the, the hard work and, and, uh, not having to be uh, substituted in a 60th or 70th minute and then last an entire game and played the way that he can play. Um, other than that, in terms of transfers, well, of course, there's also uh, Paul Pogba, who again, again, <laughs> had said that he wants to leave Manchester United. I think that he should. Um, I don't think that Juventus... Uh, would be a good place for him. I think Juventus has has enough to deal with right now. Yes, they could benefit for for a creative midfielder right now, since the only guy that's creating goals at the moment is Weston McKennie. Um, could he be a good addition to to Juventus? Yes. Uh, does Juventus need you know the quality of Pogba, but also? You know, the, the drama that he comes with in, in moments like this where the team is not actually performing at their best. I don't think so. Do they have the money? T- 
to pay him? I'm not sure because there were rumors that, you know, they can't really afford Ronaldo anymore, which I find it to be really strange. I, I think those rumors are highly inaccurate because Ronaldo's salary is paid out of his uh, T-shirt sales. Like, he's he's selling his T-shirts like hot bread out there in Italy. So I, I refuse to believe that they don't have the money to keep him uh, at the club. I think he will want to leave, yes. Um, because Juventus is not going anywhere anytime soon. You see him in a Serie A struggling. You see him in a Champions League. If not for him and his performance uh, against Barcelona, you know, I'm not sure what would have happened. And they he they got saved by him. A lot of a lot of Juventus's goals came from a dead ball situation or individual effort. It didn't come uh, off a beautiful run of play. So there's a lot of problems there. Um, Another another thing that could happen is Lampard or Arteta could be replaced. Um, now, Tunchell is a free agent, so could he be the one that replaces Lampard or Arteta? Who knows, but Arsenal is doing terribly, and uh, if, if they don't link up a few wins, I mean, they're closer to relegation than anything else. I mean, if you can't believe that, they're closer to relegation right now um i don't know i don't know what the what the solution would be for arsenal right now um in terms of in terms of players they do have a decent squad they should be doing a lot better than 16th place uh they should be in a top six like we're we're, we've been used to that um but it, it just didn't happen recently and um I don't know what's what's the answer in Arsenal. No idea. Maybe Tunchell would be the one to change things around, but he will need time. The situation in Arsenal has been pretty difficult for a minute. And um, definitely, you can't change that overnight. Absolutely not. That is all that I have for you today. Thank you very much for listening. I might do another podcast uh, in a, in another few days to sum up. Uh, the Premier League and La Liga. But um, until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and wishing you a happy holiday season.